So before we get started, there is a trigger warning for this episode as we are talking about eating disorders. So if you feel that you're struggling with your relationship with food and you're wanting to seek help, a great place to start is the Butterfly Foundation or with your doctor or an eating disorder specialized health professional. Hello and welcome to the Embody Health Podcast. We're Kira and Meg, your dietitian BFFs. We're here to help you break free of diet culture, become besties with food and find peace with your body. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Embody Health Podcast. You're here with your dietitians, Kira and Meg, and in today's episode, we're chatting all about signs that you're not eating enough. Take it away, Meg. Hello and welcome. Let's get started by talking about what under eating actually is and how it happens. So what under eating is, essentially, it means that you're not getting enough energy or calories from food. And this could be as a result of not getting enough of your macronutrients, so protein, carbs, and fats. And under eating could also include not getting enough of micronutrients. So these are vitamins and minerals, things like iron or vitamin C or zinc, for example. So there's a couple of different ways as to how we can end up under eating. So firstly, when we think about intentional ways, this might look like dieting or specifically restricting certain foods, so going on you know, being like, oh, okay, and this week I'm going to try X diet or this week I'm going to cut out carbs from my diet as is kind of a pretty common one. And you might be doing this by following nutrition advice online. And unfortunately, if you look on social media, there is a lot of terrible nutrition advice that often says cut out X, cut out Y because it'll help with whatever condition that unfortunately just doesn't have a really good evidence base behind. But when doing these dieting or engaging in restricting food, as a result of that, we often aren't eating enough food for our body. Yeah. In terms of accidental or unintentional ways that we could be under eating, the first one is sometimes just lack of knowledge about nutrition needs. I mean, we're not taught nutrition in much detail at school. And we're not really taught about maybe what needs we might have if we're exercising on a regular basis or as we age based on like maybe gender or sex as well. Um, So it could just be lack of knowledge. What else, Kia? So a busy schedule. Honestly, that's actually a really, really common one I see with my clients is life can get really busy sometimes. You know, some people, unfortunately, they don't actually get lunch breaks um, or it may be part of their work culture that you don't you get a lunch break but you don't actually take it you just work and so often you might be working through and not actually eating anything until the end of the day um that's probably a huge one also you know even people with children like a big thing and i can say this as a parent myself is like you often put your children's needs above your own and as a result of that you might be feeding the entire family and not feeding yourself um, so having a busy schedule and lifestyle and, you know, that can look different for everybody, but it can really, really contribute to not actually eating enough. Another reason is just not having very strong hunger cues. So something that can happen is over time, if you ignore hunger on a regular basis, let's say it's through um, intentional restricting or history of that or being really busy or other things going on. If you can, ign- if you ignore hunger cues, sometimes they become dull. And they're less obvious. Um, there's a lot of other things that can affect hunger cues, though, including stress, mental health state, mood as well. 
um, any gut issues that you might have. Sometimes people might have um, like their bowels move a bit more slowly or you might be constipated. That can affect hunger cues as well. Mm, Definitely. And, you know, there's so many different things and often like, you know, the body, if if you're not kind of responding to the hunger cues that the body's giving you, they tend to just switch off after a while. But they can come back as well, which is why working with a dietitian is important as a little plug. So another one is not matching your nutrition to your exercise level. So an important thing there is, you know, when you are engaging exercise, um, your body needs more calories it needs more protein as well in particular and that can change depending on different types of exercise and how frequently you're doing exercise as well i think the important thing to know though as well is when you are exercising that can sometimes reduce your appetite too you might not feel like eating after a workout or um, actually it can just reduce your appetite in general and therefore as a result of that if we are thinking oh okay maybe i need to listen to my hunger and fullness cues and i'm really full i shouldn't eat then that can actually lead us to be under eating as well yeah one of the reasons why this happens if you think about it from an evolutionary point of view if you're running away from a tiger you can't really go stop to eat some berries in the forest <laughs> so it makes sense that appetite cues are a bit um, dampened around exercise Mm. fortunately we do have an episode in this season all about feeling yourself adequately for exercise which we will link in the show notes the next one that can come up is stress or mental health difficulties so that the main reason why this can sometimes cause under eating is dampened appetite cues but also having low motivation to cook or even to eat or access food and prepare it Um, Another one is lack of access to adequate food as well. So both Meg and myself, we generally come from a privileged position where, you know, we are quite lucky. We do have access to food. We live in a a city area where there's quite an abundance of grocery stores around here and we don't really have any kind of um, access to food issues. However, that is not the same for everyone. And it depends very much on things like socioeconomic status and also location where you live. Um, When you're in kind of a rural or regional location like around Australia it is really really expensive to buy certain foods Um, you know I've kind of had a lot of clients who live in those locations and the price of food is astronomical and so it can be very difficult to buy fresh fruits and vegetables or even actually just enough food in general because it often ends up just being such a large portion of your budget Um, as well as you know that can not just happen in those areas you know um, for people of lower socioeconomic status they might just not have the funds to eat enough food or be able to have enough money to buy food um, in kind of even city areas yeah in terms of understanding what some of the red flags are or signs of under eating Kia, what might, is something that people might look out for to know if they might be under eating? So probably one of the biggest ones that we see is fatigue and low energy levels. So if you're kind of finding every day is really difficult to kind of get the energy to kind of get yourself even going to work, for example, or just getting up and getting moving. Um, and that can be like physical energy levels, but also kind of that leads into mental energy levels as well. That can be a huge sign that you're not actually eating enough. Yeah, of course, there are a whole bunch of other things that could affect that, such as lack of sleep or maybe mental health. But it is just a red flag for Mm -hmm. under eating as well. The next one could be having impaired immunity. So if you're finding that you're getting sick quite frequently or you're getting injuries really easily, that could be a red flag potentially that you're not eating enough. 
Another one is hair loss and dull skin. So again, that can be the result of not getting enough food and resulting in not getting enough specific vitamins and minerals. We know that a deficiency of certain minerals, like for example, iron can lead to hair loss as well. Um, and so if we're not able to eat enough foods containing iron, um, then that can happen. Yep, absolutely. Another sign could be hormone changes, and this can happen in both women and men. But for um, females, it might be having changes in your menstrual cycle, for menstruating females to be specific, um, periods going missing or amenorrhea, um, even difficulty falling pregnant. Um, and for both men and women, it could be seen as a loss of libido as well. So if your sex drive drops, that can be a sign as well. Mm. I would just like to acknowledge like with fertility issues and uh, getting pregnant, there are so many different things mm. that come under that as well. Um, this is just kind of one of those small things to kind of tick the box. Another thing is feeling cold all the time as well. Studies show that even just a slight energy like energy deficit, so eating a little bit less food than your body needs can really increase your body's feeling of the cold um, and that also depends like it doesn't necessarily have to actually depend on body weight as well although we do know that in addition to this um, sometimes when you are a lower body weight you don't have an a higher amount of body fat which acts a little bit as insulation as well yeah and a lot of these side effects or red flags come about as a result of having a slowed metabolism mm -hmm. so what that means is that your body has a certain amount of energy that it burns every day just keeping your heart beating and doing all the activities you need to do if your food intake drops your metabolism slows down um, to help slow down any kind of weight loss from a survival perspective and so you do get side effects with background processes in your body getting slower or getting shut down to save energy another um, red flag that might come up is low mood and mental health difficulties so there is a relationship between under eating and irritability or low mood um, and even depression unfortunately of course it could not be the only reason that someone experiences depression or low mood but it can be a contributing factor um, another reason as well is constipation so we know that um, when you're not eating enough like Meg said was saying before it slows your metabolism and part of that process is slowing down your digestive tract and when our digestive tract slows down we can get constipated as well so things to kind of look out for is any significant changes in your bowel motions um so you know when we think about what a normal bowel motion is it's kind of anything from kind of three times a day to once every three days but if you've had a major big change in that that again can be a sign that you're not eating enough um, and also if your stools are quite hard um, if you look up the bristol stool chart and if you're a type one then that can be a sign that you're experiencing constipation as well absolutely even um potentially incomplete evacuation which mm -hmm. is the feeling of not being quite finished when you're done although there is a lot of other factors that can be involved in that too Something else that comes up is difficulty sleeping. I don't know if you've ever tried to go to sleep on an empty stomach, but it's pretty difficult mm. when it's busy growling at you. Um, but it can affect your sleep quality even if you're not getting those obvious hunger cues. Mm -hmm. Yep. And the last one is sometimes when we are under eating and it may even start off as unintentional under eating, it can actually develop into disordered eating or eating disorders as well. So 
big kind of signs there is if you're experiencing maybe increased thoughts about food so you're just thinking about food all the time or even anxiety around certain food um, you may be experiencing really strong cravings for food or even experiencing some binge eating as well when you finally get access to food because the body's like hey like look I've finally gotten food and I haven't had enough of this all day um, and look we've got lots of different podcast episodes unpacking all of those um, so listen back to season one yep um, so let's chat a bit about the long-term effects of under eating. So we talked about some red flags, but what can happen down the track if this goes on for a long period of time? Um, one of the big things that we like to consider is the impact um, on fertility. So we know, especially if you've lost your menstrual period for a long period of time, that can have long-lasting effects on fertility and ability to get pregnant later on in life. Yep. Another component that's slightly related to that as well is bone density. So if you're not eating enough, particularly um, calcium foods or not getting a vitamin D from the sun, that can impact bone density. But so can not having a regular menstrual cycle or the hormones that are associated with that, because those hormones are important in keeping your bones strong. Mm. And a big thing to note as well with bone density is calcium and vitamin D are really, really important, but also even if you have enough calcium and vitamin D and you're not actually eating enough energy and total calories overall, that can actually still affect your bone density too. Yeah. Um, another thing to think about is if you're experiencing that really chronic low energy or mood changes as well. Another long-term effect of not eating enough can be muscle loss or just difficulty putting on muscle, but a lot of people can notice a gradual decline in strength or ability to do everyday activities. So if you're finding that it's becoming a real effort to just put boxes up on the shelf or like pick up your little one or um, go for a hike up the hill, if you're noticing that that's starting to get more and more difficult, that could be a sign of muscle wasting and muscle loss. Because essentially what happens when you're not eating enough, specifically not eating enough protein is that your body breaks down muscles which are made out of protein to provide protein for other areas of the body. So another one to think about is vitamin and mineral deficiencies. So when we are not eating enough, this generally means that we are not going to get enough vitamins and minerals. So a particular one is iron. So especially people who menstruate um, do have higher iron requirements than those who don't, um, more than double actually. And that also increases further if you add in veganism or vegetarianism to that as well. Um, but overall, it might not just be iron, it might be zinc, it might be vitamin B12, vitamin D. Um, there's lots of different vitamins, vitamins that can be impacted by not actually eating enough. Yeah. So now that we know a little bit about what are the red flags and what are the long-term effects, let's chat about what to do if you are worried that you're under eating and you're noticing that you may have some of these symptoms. Kia, what is the first thing people can do? So the first thing that I definitely consider is speaking to your GP about your symptoms that you experience. Um, they might be able to investigate that further because like we've said, these are just red flags and symptoms. They're not always indicative of under eating. There can be a multitude of different things going on, but at least by speaking to a medical professional, they can go, okay, is it under eating or potentially is there another reason going on? And they can do that by other investigations or even things like blood tests as well. The next step would be considering working with a dietitian. So of course you're welcome to work with Meg or myself and we see clients from all over the world. We're fully virtual, so we see patients via Zoom. But when we work with clients in session, um, especially for you know things like whether they're not eating enough, 
we look at lots of different things. So firstly, we look at, are you getting enough energy across the day? Are you getting enough macronutrients? So that's your proteins, fats, carbohydrates. Um, are you getting enough micronutrients, vitamins and minerals? How are you going against core food groups? And so we can look at that from a big picture perspective and then develop personalized strategies and recommendations with you. And not only give you the strategies, but also educate you so that you actually know how much that you need to be eating as well. Because our goal working with patients is that you essentially can become your own dietitian at the end of the day. And so you don't always have to rely on us too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's chat about some practical strategies that people could get started with today, tomorrow, this week, if they think that they are very clearly under eating. Um, so the first one is to eat more regularly if you are skipping meals or not eating on a super regular basis. So a great foundation is having three meals, three snacks every two to four hours. Um, You may not have regular hunger cues. So in that case, it's important to just eat anyway. The other thing I would add is like Meg said, it's normal at the start of this that you don't actually have hunger and fullness cues. So you might actually want someone else there as a support, either reminding you or even just using your phone and setting alarms on your phone to remind you to eat. Yep, that's a great practical step to try. Um, Kia, how can people know whether they are actually balancing their main meals? So, of course, it's quite complex to go, okay, you as a person listening to this podcast, you need to be eating this much food every day because everyone is so different. Um, so approach that we like to kind of teach is something called the plate model. Um, and so when we're talking about this, it's it essentially divides your plate up into four categories. Um, but if you look at a plate, kind of divide it into thirds. So kind of top third, left third, right third. And the first part of that third, we really want to be focusing on, does your meal have a source of protein? So protein is very important for keeping us satiated and full, um, also important for muscles and muscle growth, like we talked about earlier. You can find protein in things like all your meats, so chicken, fish, eggs as well, especially if you're eating a plant-based diet, you might be eating more legumes, lentils, chickpeas, tofu, kidney beans, um, even things like textured vegetable protein as well. Um, another section of the plate is your carbohydrate section. So these are things like um, bread, pasta, wraps, um, rice, and that one you want to have that fitting into the, one of the other thirds of the plate. If you do struggle with feeling full really quickly, then it can be helpful to actually choose a lower fiber option. So white rice, maybe take the skin off the potato, um, bread without too many seeds in it, for example. The last two parts of our plate are our veggies and our fats. So generally with our veggies slash fruit, it kind of counts for another third of the plate. Now, I guess an important note there is if you are really struggling with eating enough, that actually is probably the part of your plate that you want to reduce down just because as much as it's got tons of beneficial vitamins and minerals, it doesn't really have that much energy in it. So it might make you just a little bit too full. Um, And so you can't really eat enough of the other portions. Yeah. And in terms of nourishing fats, we generally aim to include, in terms of an easy reference, one to two thumbs of fats. So it could be like a quarter or a third of an avocado or a handful of nuts or seeds, um, like a tablespoon of olive oil and having at least a couple of serves of fats on the plate, just because these are really great sources of energy and they also don't tend to fill you up as easily as some of the other components on the plate. 
Mm. And they are important as well. Like fats do help us absorb fat soluble vitamins, but they're also kind of the building blocks for a lot of our hormones as well, which we know from what we talked about earlier, not eating enough can affect our hormones like fertility impacts and menstrual cycles. So we really need to be focusing on adding fats in addition to everything else in our diet when we are working on eating enough. Yeah. And we may as well chat just briefly about snacks as well. So we often recommend pairing a couple of different food groups together so for example like a fruit plus a calcium rich food so example could be like a banana and some yogurt or um some crackers with cheese what are some snack options that you like here so apples and nut butter are a really good one you could always do like phytoids or crackers whatever crackers you choose and some sort of topping so that could be your cheese or your avocado or your hummus um you could do veggie sticks and hummus as well if that's kind of your your cup of tea peanut butter on toast peanut butter on toast the world's your oyster so many different snack options and yeah having them kind of at maybe morning tea time afternoon tea time um could be a really good start yeah now that we've chatted a bit about the nutrition components it is also also worth mentioning exercise Mm -hmm. so if you are exercising a lot but have been under eating, it can be worth dialing back exercise to zero or a little bit less um, while you are trying to get things back on track with making sure you're eating enough just because it reduces your energy output. So it means you're using up less energy during the day and it closes that gap. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really important point. So in a bit of a summary, so we talked about what is under eating, how can we end up under eating, some of the red flags of under eating, long term effects, what to do if you're worried if you're under eating um, and some practical strategies to get started. Yeah, we hope you found it helpful. And don't forget, if you did find this helpful and you think someone else you know would find it helpful, definitely send them the link to this podcast. We always appreciate it. And if you did enjoy it, definitely leave us a rating and review. We read all of them and we love them. Um, Don't forget to also subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and join the community at Embody Health on Instagram and TikTok. And we'll see you next episode. Thank you. Bye.